From the FSU College of Law, I'm Alva Striplin. And I'm Jeff Kahn. The greatest legal minds in Florida and around the country have come from the FSU College of Law, and they're not just arguing cases in a courtroom. From heading up multi-million dollar companies and state agencies to advising on financial ventures and mergers that are changing the business landscape in Florida, these FSU College alums are Taking taking care care of of business. Today's guest is the Chief Legal Officer and Assistant Secretary of Miller Electric Company. He also sits on the Board of Directors and is a 2004 graduate of the FSU College of Law. We welcome to the show Brent Zimmerman. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so glad you're here all the way from Jacksonville. So uh, today is um, a couple of days before Thanksgiving, so traffic not terrible yet? No, not, not at all. It was an easy drive over this morning and I was quite surprised. Good. And we have on short sleeves for the first time here in several <laughs> days. So you, you picked... It was yeah. a beautiful day. It's definitely a Chamber of Commerce weather to come to Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that a few days ago. We don't like to wear um, coats and boots around here, but we had several days of it. So we're looking forward to some sunshine and to play in the Florida Gators uh, on <laughs> well, Friday. I won't tell you which school I graduated from. Oh, no! Undergraduate Are you a Gator <laughs> undergraduate? I am a Gator fan. Okay, what'd you, what was your undergraduate in? Finance. In finance. Mm-hmm. But it was originally, I went a long ways in architecture, which maybe explains kind of my career path a bit. But uh, okay. I did not graduate in architecture. I knew that I did not want to be an architect by my junior year. But uh, so it took a little turn and I graduated in finance. Okay. And then went on to law school. Mm-hmm. Did you always know you wanted to go to law school? Or was that sort of a, hey, let's try this? It was at least a thought. And I, I had thought about it for some time. I think I'd kind of moved away from it, but then moved back towards it. Uh, Closer to graduation from undergrad. Okay. Did you take any time in between, or did you go straight from undergrad? I think I started law school five days after I graduated. A oh, whole week off. <laughs> Not even a whole week. <laughs> Which involved moving from Gainesville in that week. So, yeah. And so when you got to law school, would you? what was your first year like? Were you just ultra successful from the get-go, or was there some... I, mean, I think uh, I did well in, in law school from, from the get-go, but I think it's always maybe a little bit of a shock coming from undergrad. I knew I would have to study a lot more than I did in undergraduate uh, school. Um, because it's more like a job is the way I would describe it. Not that it's so intense that it's unmanageable. It's just it takes your time, and you have to allot the time for it. What kind of law did you think you wanted to practice? Uh, from a fairly early period, the, my first work experiences mostly were around construction, so I knew fairly well that I was going to have something to do with construction, uh, construction law. Okay. And are those the courses you took while you were here? Did you lean toward that or did you try to get a good array of everything? I got a pretty broad education uh, in law school and I I didn't want to limit it that way. And I was getting good experience working and clerking uh, on the side as well. So I didn't think that was necessary. Okay. So had some uh, clerkship or some? I I did. I worked with a local firm here, McRae and Metcalf in Tallahassee. They're still around and they're really a construction litigation boutique. Okay. Uh, ever wanted to go into litigation? Uh, that... Oh, yes. And I, that was – so my entire private practice career was litigation until I left and went in-house with my current company. Okay. So what did you do? What was your first uh, first job out of Sure. My first job was actually with McCray and Metcalf uh, as a lawyer, and I was there for about 18 months. Uh, I went to high school and kind of grew up in Jacksonville. Uh, and really kind of wanted to get back there uh, eventually, and an opportunity presented itself through a recruiter for me to go back to Jacksonville to work uh, with in construction litigation, but in a much larger white shoe, Atlanta-based firm, uh, Smith, Gambrell, and Russell. Okay. So in litigation, what kind of issues, what kind of things were you seeing? Sure. Primarily, the biggest 
area of my career that I spent probably the most time around was probably construction defect work, mm -hmm. everything from high-rise condominiums to government buildings and really everything in between. And then I also have done a lot of work and litigation surrounding construction delays and delay analysis. Okay. And then I think I saw some... So now you're, are you more on the contractual side? Uh, probably so. I mean, I manage litigation that the company is involved in, and I hire the lawyers that are involved in the litigation. But certainly myself, I don't handle the litigation. I have really too, much, uh, too many responsibilities to really do that and my day job. So what does your day job look like? What, <laughs> what is that, what's a typical day? Probably never the same. Completely different from my <laughs> career in private practice. So I don't really get up. I don't worry as much about litigation and all the details. I don't really do a whole lot of research. I have people that really research issues for me. I make, basically my job is to make quick decisions with my uh, informed experience is the way I would put it, but it really touches on a lot of matters that I have. I had very little or no experience in before I became chief legal officer or uh, when I came in, it was gen general counsel, but mm -hmm. my title has changed. Um, employment law, okay. labor law, we're a union um, employer, so all mm -hmm. of our labor is uh, associated with the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, um, collective bargaining agreements, uh, mergers and acquisitions, um, pretty much every aspect of laws that touches business I now do, and I did little or none of that okay. <laughs> in my private practice career. So not much to do with construction itself. Yeah, I mean, we still have, there are certainly construction issues, and I can give very quick answers, I think, surrounding construction law broadly and whether or not we need to pursue something further in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really carrying the ball on that on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Which is so interesting. So the Stoop Center and um, mm -hmm. what we're developing here at the law school, one of the first offerings is employment and mm -hmm. human resource law. So we have executive education courses that um, people can take, if even if they're working full-time and in their careers, can take them online. And we really felt like that was a great place to start because everyone needs mm -hmm. that employment and HR knowledge. Uh, that couldn't be more true for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, while I knew and touched on some mm -hmm. certain employment law concepts. I didn't have any real-world experience before I stepped into my role. Um, and it's pretty, pretty big involvement with employment, particularly labor. And most jobs don't really involve labor as much on the labor side with unions and so mm -hmm. forth. So that's something I had to come up to speed with yep. fairly and quickly. We're adding that there's a union component. One of the instructors has added a, a union component into his course and said, hey, you know, do you want us to touch on this? And we absolutely said yes. That's a, something oh, yeah. that uh, you know a lot of people run into in their in uh, their field. And absolutely, I think you, I think you have to be at least familiar with it. Uh, there's a good chance, particularly if you have a large workforce, uh, that mm -hmm. you could deal with union issues, or even if it's just uh, people maybe attempting to organize or that sort of thing. You have to you have to be aware of what the law is around it, or you can get yourself into hot water right. really quickly. Right. So, <laughs> how many employees does Miller Electric have? Uh, today, it's about 3,300 employees. Oh wow, y'all yeah. are large. We're we're quite big from an electrical okay. con we're an electrical contractor. Uh, we're in the construction business, um, when I start, when I came to the company in January first of twenty seventeen, we had about fifteen hundred employees. So there's okay. been quite a bit of growth. As I get that, cause, you know, there's a lot of construction going on. In the last, <laughs> yes, in the last quite few a years. bit, absolutely. <laughs> and I think also, kind of what we do is changed or evolved quite a bit as well. I mean, we certainly are a construction company mm -hmm. at heart, but there are so many things these days that have changed where we look as much like a technology company at times as we do a construction company. So access control, um, IP addressable light fixtures. I mean, everything that we call it the internet of things, but mm -hmm. the electrification of everything, uh, everything is connected 
by data and computers and things these days. And what's the reach of Miller Electric? Are you Florida, beyond? Greater Southeast is our primary revenue stream, but we work in every state. Okay. All right. So looking back, now you're into your career and uh, seem probably pretty settled, been there for a while with Miller Electric. Looking back to students who are in law school that may be listening to this podcast, what kind of advice would you give them about their current circumstances, what they're experiencing in law school currently? Sure, sure. Um, Try to absorb as much as possible, I think, is is one of the things and keeping that um, breadth of experience that you asked in terms of my experience or what I did in law school. I think it helped me that I I took a wide variety of courses, and I thought I could relate to things on many different levels. Even if it wasn't my primary responsibility, I could still understand how things went together in the business world. And the reality is I've always represented companies. And um, so if you don't know how a business operates, that puts you at a severe disadvantage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about something to avoid? What mm-hmm. would you tell them to avoid? <laughs> um, well, I think one of the things to avoid is to avoid having a closed mind about where your career might take you or to be so um, laser focused or with blinders on that you don't recognize opportunities. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if, what if someone came to you and told you, you can't do what you're doing anymore and you cannot practice law, not involved with nothing legal, other career would you choose? <laughs> um, I sometimes joke that if I had not become a lawyer, I might've been a chef. So I don't know if that, oh. <laughs> I might go late in life to start being a chef, but do you like to cook? I do like to cook. Yeah. Okay, the chefs are interesting too. A lot of them have become not just about the cooking, but about the TV show <laughs> yeah, and the book deal. For sure, <laughs> yeah. the personality. Yeah. yeah, it's the living style of surrounding mm-hmm. the cooking that um, that oh, I yes. find really, uh, really that's, unusual. And that's probably the attraction as well. Okay. And if that, if that weren't the reality, then maybe I wouldn't be as interested. But interesting. Uh, but I don't know. That is probably something I would be interested in if I couldn't do the law. Okay. All right. We I think we had one uh, one person that wanted to be in a band. That uh, was about you know. Let's, if I let's, had the talent, <laughs> and I could sing or do anything like that, then that'd be great. I mean, if we're gonna go out there, let's just go ahead and go That's out right. there. You know, really, uh, really in general. So, so what's the next step? What do you think? Uh, what do you think life holds for your for your next phase? Oh gosh, um, my company is growing so fast that it's hard to imagine the next step. It's really a, I'm taking it as it as it comes for the most part, and the growth of the company. I mean. It's it's doubled in size, both in headcount and revenue since I've started, and uh, I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. So we've been expanding our legal department. I've got another lawyer. I've got a lawyer, well, a uh, law student actually that's here at Florida State uh, College of Law, and um, and she's fantastic. And hopefully I might be successful in luring her after she graduates, but we'll see. We'll definitely keep her in the pipeline. I think she's going to come back next summer again. I was going to ask about that. How did you How did you come about her, or do you reach back to FSU <laughs> um, every year for interns? No, I don't that? every year. Okay. Uh, and it's really mostly through the growth of the company where I thought mm-hmm. it was maybe necessary to bring in uh, maybe another lawyer. And, and I did bring in another lawyer, but then even looking at continued growth, we really have a philosophy of kind of getting ahead of that instead of being reactive in our hiring. So trying to see you know where that might take us down the road i think there'll be another spot available and we'd love to have uh leah nobles i mean that's who we who 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 worked with us and she's amazing and so uh um yeah it's something we reached out uh we have an internship program which is really more um project management type of jobs um but we've kind of expanded that into administrative roles and some other roles and so actually our folks that coordinate our internship program, they asked me, hey, do you want an intern? And I was like, yes, but I only want one from where I, where I, who I know. So, <laughs> I want a Seminole. Exactly. Go ahead and call Florida State College of Law, <laughs> the alumni office, and see what they can do and, you know, in terms of placement and see who might be looking for a job but didn't 
was it was it was late i recall that i think it was in the spring when normally we would do that in the fall and um i got i think three or four resumes immediately and mm-hmm. wrote them down and spoke to a few folks and um Leah was pretty obvious that we really needed her so it's such a great experience for mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like learning on a job. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, classroom mm-hmm. is wonderful and training is badly needed, mm-hmm. but um, but there is nothing like being on a job site and really seeing what goes on and participating. Sure. No question about it. So yeah. is it something you'll do again, you think? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, we'll have continuing needs, especially with our growth. Uh, you know, I definitely foresee a time where we'll have quite a few people. And we have, you know, a legal department, which includes contract reviewers and other legal professionals that we currently two lawyers um maybe three soon but uh that that will expand further what it what what would you say is the one class from law school that has contributed the most to your current contracts contracts (laughs) unquestionably both in litigation and and now i mean there's without contractual knowledge and what the laws surrounding contracts i would be dead in the water and not been able to get where I'm at. Okay, uh, what class was the least helpful into what you're <laughs> to what you're doing now? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> maybe land use law, and I booked that class. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> now that surprises me, being in construction. Yeah. So uh, that's really not my company's concern. So we're a subcontractor. So you know the owners are certainly involved in that, and maybe some GCs, but uh, general contractors, but uh, not so much in my area. That's not really a big concern. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go on to the Think Fast series before we close mm-hmm. it up here. These are just quick um, quick question and answer, and um, we ask a lot of our guests these questions, so they're very intriguing, the responses. So how do you take your coffee? Black. Me too. Yeah. I love a black coffee. I love yeah, a I fellow need, black coffee I don't need drinker. training wheels with my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people I like it because I like that Krispy Kreme donut oh, sitting yeah. right next to it. That's good, too. So you got to have that bitter to balance out <laughs> the sugar right. a little bit. That's right. Um, what's the one movie you could watch over and over and over again? You know every word. You could just talk along with it. Turn off the sound. Just keep uh, talking. Probably Top Gun. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Did you see the new one? I have not seen the new what? one. Actually, I've got a three and a half year old, and it oh, has not presented the opportunity to watch this movie yet. But we we have it on the list. Maybe when it comes out on Netflix. That's right. Yeah. There that's you right. go. All right. That's a classic for sure. Um, so when you come to Tallahassee, what do you like to do? Gosh, I really haven't been back here in probably 10, 12 years. Oh, so, my gosh. Honestly, which is awful with living in Jacksonville, but I really haven't been back. It's just it doesn't seem that the opportunity really presented itself, so I'm glad this came up. It gave me an opportunity and an excuse to drive over for the day, and it's it's great. Well, it's I changed really, a lot. It's quite different. Okay. Driving the town, it seemed quite a bit. Driving in on Thomasville Road, just the sights and everything are quite different. Drive down Gain Street, um, which today is a great day to do it because the students are gone. So it's pretty empty. Um, But for those listeners who were in Tallahassee, maybe in the 80s, 90s, and Gain Street was Mm -hmm. almost a dirt road. There's just (laughs) nothing there. It has changed immensely. immensely. It was pretty empty when I was here even. So it'll be interesting to take a look. I may drive through there before I head back. It's much higher quality now. Very Mm -hmm. much higher quality. Um, all right, and let's see. Last uh, last question: um, Are you a morning person or a night owl? Well, I used to think I was a night owl, but I'm definitely more of a morning person. After realizing that um, maybe one of the reasons why I left private practice actually is <laughs> I got tired of burning the midnight oil before important hearings, uh, and now my um, 
job and career allows me to plan my days a little bit more, which is good. Were you like that in uh, in law school? Did you did you burn the midnight? I definitely did, and you yeah. know, probably through my own procrastination more than than just thinking that I was going to be higher achieving at those times. But yeah. You know, you live and learn. <laughs> you do. And I think we have a lot of people say that is just, you know, you're either born that way, you're genetic, you either plan ahead mm-hmm. well in advance, or you just wait till the last minute and it, and it works. I mean, our student <laughs> population here is so bright. Um, the, their LSAT scores are the highest in history. The average is, I think, 165 yeah, coming in this year. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of, um, you know, practicing graduates, mm-hmm. alumni that say, well, there's no way I would get in yeah. now. <laughs> I often say that about both undergraduate and now law school. So that's, yep. uh, it's quite a different environment for for folks wanting to go to whether it's undergraduate or, or graduate programs. It's very intense, and mm-hmm. the quality of the student at Florida State College of Law is just it's really um, unbelievable. And there's some procrastinators mm-hmm. in the bunch, and they seem to do just fine with it, <laughs> absolutely just fine. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, by necessity, was I, later in life at age of 42, I had my first child, so um, I definitely operate in a more organized fashion yeah these you kind of have to with a three-year-old yeah <laughs> right. you do well brent i'm so mm-hmm. grateful you came on the show it was so nice to meet you and to talk to you get to know a little bit more about miller electric and about your experience here at, at florida state oh, it's, it's been a pleasure thank you thank you mm-hmm.